This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's August 14th, and this is episode 256. You are invited to join me and my dear friend and longtime co-host, Rebecca Hoffer of SimplyRebecca.com. And today we are here to explain all things TikTok and now Instagram Reels and why it's all over the news these days. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sort of Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that's all about bringing you awesome conversations, friendships, and community. Whether you found us through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, maybe a friend recommended us to you, or maybe you're here from our other show, Awesome Today, it is truly awesome that you are here. Again, this is episode 256, and today I'm visiting with my dear friend, Rebecca, the person who has been evangelizing the awesomeness of TikTok to me for a long time, long before it was all over the news. Rebecca Hoffer, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm laughing so hard. Have I, re- <laughs> have I really been pushing the TikTok agenda your way? <laughs> you have been the engineer of the TikTok train for months and months now. And I was reluctant, but Rebecca, once you got me on board, I have not looked back. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. I can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. We have a lot to talk about. We are not here to talk about the news or the politics of TikTok. We're not here to give you a social media user's guide to using Instagram Reels. None of that. We are just two people who very much love TikTok, who are very curious and maybe mildly skeptical about what Instagram is doing with Reels. But you guys, we've been playing around with this. We've been having fun with it for months, really. And so we just want to have a conversation because it truly is all over the news right now. Headlines everywhere talking about TikTok. So a lot of people who thought that this was just a sort of passing fad for the kids these days are suddenly sitting up and kind of doing some Google searching on what is this all about? So we're here to explain it as much as we can and also Just talk about what our thoughts and feelings are on this wave of publicity headed to TikTok and then also with Instagram rolling out this brand new feature. So we're going to get to all of that. We're going to also just kind of talk about social media and the video component and the future of all of this. So even if you're not really into TikTok or Instagram and you're listening, we're going to touch on some really interesting cultural touch points. So stay tuned. We've got so much to cover with all of that. First, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. If you're new to Sort of Awesome, it would be good for you to know that our Awesomes of the Week are the moment in the show where we stop and talk about the books or TV shows, the music, movies, podcast products, whatever is making life a little bit more awesome. Right now, Rebecca, what do you have for us this week? Well, I am bringing one of my longstanding obsessions to the Awesomes, And my awesome of the week is season 22 of Big Brother. Okay. Hey, you love Big Brother so much that we have in our archives a little spotlight show that you and our friend Kara Pence did all about Big Brother. We talk about doing an explainer all about Big Brother. (laughs) So I'll give a brief overview right now about Big Brother. But if you're curious, if you want a little bit more information, If you'd like to hear a deep dive, Kara and I did an episode 
dedicated all to Big Brother back in late June of 2018. You can just go to the website, do a little Big Brother search. It was called Reality TV Deep Dive Big Brother. And Kara and I talked about it all, explained all the details of the show. There is a bit of a structure that takes a very small learning curve, I will admit, though. We talked about our favorite players of all time, our favorite villains, our favorite winners. And the reason why I am bringing season 22 to the awesomes to highlight Big Brother once again is because, guys, if you have ever been even slightly curious about the show Big Brother, now is the time to jump on it. Number one, it is fresh new content that is streaming on the televisions when nothing else new is happening. (laughs) Absolutely nothing new. Most of us have finished watching all of Netflix by now. (laughs) And so, yeah, something new to watch sounds pretty darn good right now. Exactly. And I think the time commitment is something that has often been off-putting to people. It is on Uh three nights a week. But guys, nothing else is on. Jump on it. (laughs) Nothing else is on. And honestly, what else do you have to do? Let's be serious. (laughs) There's nothing happening in your (laughs) life. You need Big Brother. Reason number two why I'm bringing season 22 of Big Brother back to the awesomes is because it is an all-stars season, which means the game itself is going to be ramped up. You're not going to have any people on the show who've never even seen it before. They have all played the game at least once. There's one contestant that this is her fourth time on the show. We have... Two people who have won, multiple people who came in second or came in third. I mean, we are talking about some of the best players in Big Brother history. Even if you were a previous Big Brother fan and, you know, it went to the wayside. It didn't make your cut after a while. We have two contestants back from season six. Dang. Okay. Like, there might be some familiar faces. Janelle. Kaser. They are on this show. We also have some more recent favorites like Tyler and Ian, Nicole. I mean, there are people who once you click on, you're going to recognize their faces. But even if you're brand new to the show, I think now is the time. Let me give you a brief synopsis of how exactly the show works and like what I love about it. First of all, it's a reality TV competition show, but it has a physical element to it, but also like a mental, emotional, social element to it. The whole concept is that there are people locked together in a house and the goal is to vote everyone off and be the last one standing to win all the money. So you have a lot of alliances that form, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of lying, a lot of fierce competing. You end up having different sides of the house that kind of fight against each other. But it's really fascinating to watch the great players, how they're able to maintain a level of clarity in such a high stakes, mentally draining situation. And these players are going to be superb at that. So I highly recommend checking it out. To break down the structure of the show, there are four main events that happen each week that are crucial to understanding in order for you to be able to understand what's happening. The first is that HOH competition that stands for head of household. The head of household is the one who nominates two people for the house to vote on to see which one they want to kick out of the house. So two people are nominated for eviction. First of all, you have the head of household competition, and that's the person with all the power. The second event is you have the nomination ceremony. That's when you find out who the head of household has nominated for eviction. Then you have the veto competition. And that's when those people have a chance to fight for their lives and win the veto in order to veto one of those nominations. And then the head of household is forced to put up somebody else or somebody else might win and say, no, I want to save my alliance member and take them off the chopping block and somebody else is put on. And then finally, you have the vote. And that's when somebody ultimately every week is evicted, kicked off the show And slowly things get narrowed down to a smaller and smaller and smaller cast of competing characters. Okay. I love it. There's so much going on there. Yes. Yeah. Really, truly. But now this show just started. Okay. So as of airing, there will have been three episodes the awesomes will have missed if they're not catching up. 
the first, the premiere episode was so painfully slow. It was a live show and it was trash. It was awful. Skip it. Don't even okay. watch it. If you want, you can watch this next two episodes, but you really don't have to. You can jump in and the first episode, you might be a little confused, but eventually you're going to get it. It's fun. It's engaging. It's a good distraction. If you really, really like the competitive side of things and the strategy behind it all, there's podcasts that you can listen to that recap and really deeply analyze people's gameplay and all the psychological stuff that goes into it all. I highly recommend Rob has a podcast for that. So honestly, watching Big Brother is a hobby of mine every single summer. My husband and I watch it together and I listen to all the podcast episodes. He does not. We both greatly enjoy it. It's just so much fun. And now is the best time, really, to give it a try. Well, I think you may have convinced me. I've never watched a single episode in my life. But like you said, what else are we going to do with our time these days? So it sounds like a lot of fun. What a good summer treat. Yes, give it a try. Okay, well, my awesome of the week this week, you guys, I would like to invite every single one of you who's listening to a revolution. We're going to call it the jumpsuit revolution because you guys, I have found the perfect, comfy, you're not going to want to take it off. You're going to feel like you're wearing your pajamas in public jumpsuit. And I found it on Amazon. So I have to tell you all about it. Listen, I cheated a little bit. I don't think I've ever done this before, Rebecca, but I was so excited about this, about this discovery. I actually posted it in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group, which is our community on Facebook. I posted it already. Just over 200 of our awesomes have already bought this jumpsuit. Stop (laughs) it. No. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, all credit and all glory to Jessica Turner. She's been on the show several times. She's a wonderful, awesome. She posted about this on her Instagram stories. She's Jessica N. Turner on Instagram. If you're not following her, you're missing out on so much good stuff. She said, I've got this. I'm going to try it out. And then I looked at the reviews and I was like, immediately, was like, I think I could do this because Rebecca, do you remember earlier this year, Target had a really comfy jumpsuit that everybody was raving about and it went completely out of stock and you couldn't find it anywhere, right? Yes. I don't know if this is scandalous to say, but I got one, but I don't like it. You don't like yours? I don't okay, like the mine. Target version you no. do not like. Okay. No. We can talk about that here in just a second. I never could get one. I was so excited because it's a jumpsuit that even I've asked people if it was like breastfeeding friendly because I'm still nursing Nico. And so... I've heard it was really good for that. I was so sad and jealous that I never got one, but then here comes the Amazon Essentials version of it. So here is the actual name of it. It is the Amazon Essentials Women's Sleeveless Scoop Neck Wide Leg Jumpsuit. It is a life changer, you guys. It is made of a rayon and elastane blend. If you would have asked me, hey, can I sign you up for wearing something that's mostly made out of rayon? How would you feel about that? I would be like, (laughs) I don't feel like I have a good history with rayon. In my past, I'm thinking of like back in the 90s when I had like every dress in my closet was made of rayon and it wrinkled so easily and just like all of these bad things. I had a lot of baggage when it comes to rayon. I don't know what happened in the textiles industry in the past two decades. But they made rayon better. Rebecca, I can testify. (laughs) That's such a random quote. Oh, my word. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, somebody needs to tell the people that rayon's better than you think it is, okay? Okay, so it's like 95% rayon and 5% elastane. I don't know what that is. Maybe that's the magic maker is the elastane. I don't know. It feels like cotton. I really thought it was cotton when I first pulled it out of the bag and put it on. It is so super soft. The top, listen, I am one of those people I feel a little sensitive about my upper arms. Everyone has arms. Some people feel great about their arms. Some people don't. I've never been one to willingly wear a tank style top because I feel a little sensitive about the arm area, okay? But for some reason, the way this is cut, the tank, the way it's cut, at least on me, it's so flattering. I'm not even bothered by my upper arms. And then, you know, it's got the traditional like, kind of blousy top and it's got a gathered waist. It's got the wide leg cut, which I very much super love. Rebecca, it has pockets. Ah, sold. Pockets. (laughs) Yes, exactly. 
And so I don't know. I super love it. It comes in black and this gorgeous jade green. It comes in navy and then it comes in a black with white polka dots. I got the black. I think I may go ahead and get the jade green. A few of our awesomes have posted pictures of themselves wearing the jade. It's like a really pretty deep green, which I think would be really fun to wear. So I want to tell you all, I do think it runs totally true to size. It's sort of 14, 16, depending on the brand, depending on the cut. I got the extra large if it's perfectly. I read through a ton of reviews before I ordered it. And most people are saying if it's pretty true to size. Now, I know length is an issue. Rebecca, you're shorter than I am. And so I don't know how jumpsuits have been working out for you. I'm like five, six, five, seven range. And it is just like a smidgy, smidge, smidge long if I'm not wearing any shoes. But really when I put on sandals or anything like that, to me, the length on me is such that if I wanted to, I could wear something with a little bit of a heel and it would fit perfectly. So I don't know for longer legged people or if you're shorter, if it is going to hit lengthwise, okay, but it's worth kind of reading through the reviews and getting a sense of what people are saying about length. Yeah, maybe it could even be hemmed or something. I haven't even tried on jumpsuits that don't have like a gathered hem at the ankle because I'm just like, well, I'm just too short. Like, it's just not going to work. I'm 5'2". That's pretty short. (laughs) So do you have an issue usually with jumpsuits or something like that where the leg is, you got to either hem it or do something with it? I mean, I don't even try them on. Like even regular jeans, like it's just a no-go. I have to have a petite length. There's like no point. It's just automatically way too long. Okay. Okay. Well, word to the wise. If you're on the shorter end or the taller end, check out reviews and see what people are saying. I cannot say enough that this is the comfiest thing I have put on my body in a very long time. I absolutely can nurse Nico in it. I will say, you know, some people are a little squeamish about jumpsuits because it's one piece and it's awkward to go to the bathroom. I myself am a person, I have never worn a swimsuit that was not a one piece. So I'm fairly well used to the mechanics of having to peel it all off. You know, at least when you're wearing a jumpsuit, you're not soaking wet, peeling off a (laughs) wet bathing suit. (laughs) But for me, it just doesn't bother me that much. And also you have probably you're wearing a bra when you're going to the restroom. I will say I didn't plan it this way, but I happen to be wearing a black nursing tank top or camisole under it when I put this on for the first time. And I was like, when I went to the bathroom, I was like, oh, this works out nicely. I mean, I'm just in my own home, but You know, if you feel a little weird about having to halfway undress to go to the bathroom when you are out and about in public, it might make you feel a little better to put a little tank top underneath, you know, problem solved, no big deal. So anyway, the price point is another great thing about this jumpsuit. I mean, Amazon changes prices all the time, but even the most expensive one that I have seen, it depends on what color and what size you get. I think the top end of the price on this is like $30. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a fantastic lightweight summer thing to throw on. I will say that the material, the fabric is pretty lightweight. So I think for me in Oklahoma, I can wear this on into the fall and still be comfortable, but it's definitely by the time the weather turns cool, you're going to want to put it away and get it out again next spring. So anyway, again, I'm inviting you to enjoy the awesomes in taking over Amazon with our Amazon Essentials women's jumpsuits. They are magic and I love it. And I couldn't wait to tell you guys about it. So anyway, those are our awesomes of the week this week. As always, we would love to hear what's awesome in your life. Tell us everything that we need to know about what is making life more awesome for you. You can do that over on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show if you haven't joined us over there yet. And of course, we do this every Friday in our Facebook group. That is our Sorta Awesome Hangout community. Please do come and join us if you haven't yet. You can find us there at facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. Hey, Awesomes, I'm so excited that one of our favorites is back this week, Legacy Box. Legacy Box is a super simple mail-in service to have all of your videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, and pictures digitally preserved on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. So here we are at the start of a school year, sorta, and you may be doing some cleaning up and reorganizing some decluttering to get ready for the months ahead. And maybe. You remembered you have boxes of old videotapes and photos just collecting dust in your closet or in the attic. So yeah, you want to keep these irreplaceable moments forever and you can have them digitally preserved so that they stand the test of time and they can be passed down 
for generations to come with Legacy Box. We were thrilled when Legacy Box converted some precious photo memories for us that we did not have the negatives for and we had no digital copies of. Since we had no backups at all, it did make me a little nervous to send it off, but Legacy Box totally rocks it with sending updates all throughout the process. Legacy Box is truly the best way for you to easily and affordably digitally preserve your past. You just pack up and send your memories to them. They digitize everything by hand and send it back with your originals and your new digitized memories. And they use Premiere scanners and playback decks to ensure that each memory is mastered to the highest quality. So you guys get started future-proofing your memories today so that you can gather the family and begin the trip down memory lane. Go to LegacyBox.com awesome to get an incredible 40% off of your first order. Buy today, take advantage of this exclusive offer, and then send in your memories whenever you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com awesome and save 40% while supplies last. Hey, Awesomes, as I know oh so well, small businesses have unique needs. And despite the current uncertainty, one thing that remains unchanged is the importance of having the right people on your team. When your business is ready to make that next hire, LinkedIn Jobs can help by matching your role with qualified candidates so that you can find the right person quickly. Now, I spent some time on the LinkedIn Jobs platform. I can tell you that they're targeted matches. They're not just guesses or random hits. Their network actually gives you a deep, up-to-date and insightful data set of professionals. They use that data to match your role to the most qualified professionals. LinkedIn is already an active community of professionals with more than 690 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for, and they put your job posts in front of qualified members every day so that it's seen by people looking for jobs like yours. That's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. So when your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash awesome. Again, that's linkedin.com slash awesome to get $50 off of your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Rebecca, TikTok and Instagram. Let's get into it. I'm so excited to talk about all of this with you today. I have to tell you, this was like kismet because perfect timing. I knew we were recording. Obviously, we've been kind of talking about this episode. We're recording today. I open up my email inbox and I have a new edition of a newsletter that I really like. It's called The Goods. It's from Fox.com. It's just kind of like internet culture stuff. And their writer for this week writing about TikTok, her name's Rebecca, actually, Rebecca Jennings. Her first paragraph of this newsletter said, if you or someone you love has recently been forced to know or care about what TikTok is, first of all, I'm sorry. This app will take over your life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I got such a kick out of that. Rebecca, I feel like you did not give me a very good warning or a heads up that it was going to take over my life as you were pulling me on to the TikTok train for months. Well, because I think that's like a bit of a negative for it. And I wanted you to try it because it's the most enjoyable obsession that you're going to have right now. And I think people, are hesitant to sign up for a potential time suck. They're like, oh, I'm on my phones enough as it is. I can't be bothered with another app. I don't need this in my life. But like you do, like you do need this in your life. And when you tell people a warning of, oh, but this is like all you're going to want to (laughs) do. They're not going to try it. And so I couldn't tell you that. That's a fair point. I totally get it. I'm so curious. I don't think we've ever actually talked about this because you did definitely get more into TikTok and we're talking about it far earlier than I was. You're like my age. You're a little bit younger than me. I had known about TikTok for a while because I have tween and teenage daughters. You don't have any teenagers in your house. So what sort of clued you into the awesomeness that is TikTok? Yeah, I'm the hippest person that lives in my house. So I have to be... (laughs) I'm telling Nate you said that. (laughs) I can only rely on myself. So yeah, how did I hear about it? I think it probably came from like the blogging world that I'm still a part of. So other like online content creators getting a buzz about it and talking like, 
is this something that we should jump on? You know, any new social media platform is always kind of analyzed and assessed as far as, is this the place for us? Do we do this one? Is this one what we need to do this one? And I think that's how I first got onto it. I had one friend, like an online colleague, who was really enjoying it and telling me that I had to be there. And she sent me the videos and I was like, but wait, like, I don't get this. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is your evidence that this is where I need to be with my time because this is not translating well. (laughs) But ultimately, I signed up for an account because, I mean, truthfully, like a little behind the scenes disclosure here, like I wanted the virtual real estate of my username. I wanted to have the Simply Rebecca account before anybody else could get it. So I didn't have to sign up for simply underscore Rebecca or something like that. Virtual real estate is definitely something that I think about and it motivates my decisions sometimes. And then when I was at a conference for online entrepreneurs, I went to a breakout session that talked about TikTok. And that's when I actually really opened the app and started exploring despite having signed up for an account a while ago. It mostly was then I was like, okay, well, now let me see what is actually happening here. And it it still kind of took a little bit. (laughs) Okay. I'm so glad you said that because I absolutely agree. And I think that your first reaction is the first reaction of most people sort of in our age group and maybe a little younger. I think millennials well, you're more of a millennial than I am. I am a solid Gen Xer. But I definitely think that a lot of millennials had big question marks about it. I don't know. Not only are there boomers on it, there are full on like grandmas and stuff on it. But I think the collective first response for most people is, I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah, or like, this is cringy. Why would I spend my time watching somebody lip sync to something? I don't like this. Okay. I think that's so real because it is so different, especially if you came into the social media realm via either MySpace or Facebook, or even to some extent, Instagram, especially Instagram pre-stories era. Social media was much more static, right? It was posts, it was pictures, it was words, it was blogs. And so TikTok for the first time is this app where it's very performative. You're either filming a video and matching it to some kind of audio that's funny, or you're creating your own audio, or you have the camera turned and it's on you. It's like a selfie video and you're performing for the camera. And I do think that at first it is very much like, I don't get it. And why would anyone do this? Those were my first responses. And also remember that my first exposure to TikTok absolutely came from my daughters, especially my younger daughter who loves a TikTok dance. And she can learn them, Rebecca, so fast. She'll just watch one like two or three times and then she's got it down. And so in the early days of TikTok around here, I wasn't watching them, but I was watching my daughter go around the house or sit at the dinner table or wherever she was. And she's like doing these little arm moves and all of the things for these TikTok dances. (laughs) I'm like so jealous. Like I'm like making a face of disgust, not because I think that this is a waste of her time or like beneath her, but. I'm mad that she can learn it so Yes, I'm so mad too. It makes me so mad. And I'll tell you what, it's not just inherent to teenagers to learn them so quickly because my older daughter has tried, bless it, she's got my coordination, you guys. She has tried and had her sister try to teach her these dances and they're really hard for her too. And she is a teenager. So it's not just us. Some of them are just really freaking hard. And AJ, my almost 13 year old is just really good at learning them. Okay, here's the thing to catch everyone up. Many of you who are listening who are big TikTok fans now, you may be where I am and say, I probably never would have checked out TikTok had it not been for our global quarantine due to the coronavirus pandemic. So that's when I really started getting into it. Kyle, my husband, who is probably the last person I would have thought on this whole planet would be into it. He got onto it. He and I started sending TikToks back and forth to each other. Rebecca, you and I text them back and forth. My friend, Julie, we are constantly texting TikToks to each other. And this all happened during quarantine. So I was wondering if you could say more about that as somebody who had been on it for months, really previous to quarantine, 
What was that like for you to suddenly like people in your life are like, okay, now I get it. And then they're enjoying it as much as you have been. Well, I will say, I think my like obsession with it did happen during quarantine. So I originally signed up. I'm not sure when, but it was then in November that I started to actually explore. But I wasn't quite sure I was getting it, understanding December, January. I would log in every now and again. But it really was more this past spring that I sunk my teeth into it and just like was so addicted. Yeah, that makes sense. It really does. Because like you were just saying with Big Brother, suddenly millions of people found themselves with a lot more time on their hands, not being able to go and do the things that they wanted to do. And so it really started to become this wave of people our age getting on there. There were a lot of funny TikToks about the kids reacting to the older people jumping on. (laughs) Very true. But you know, it wasn't even just a sense of having more time for it. It was also an escape because... Oh my gosh, yes. Facebook, the news, even Instagram, it all kind of got a lot heavier. And TikTok was so much more light and fun and airy and breezy and low stakes. Everything on Facebook felt so high stakes. Everything in the news, obviously, and in the world was so high stakes. But TikTok was just like, Ah, It's just like an escape. And I think that's why I gravitated towards it even more so than the time that I had. Plus, it was so interesting as quarantine was starting, TikTok content started to really ramp up. It was all like COVID related. And it was so interesting to see people's reactions to the coronavirus, to being stuck at home to people literally in New York City stuck in apartments and just how everybody was coping or not coping. Right. Yes. It was refreshing. It was fun to see some humor in it because often they were comedic based, but yet it was also relatable. It really felt like, okay, like as a nation, we really are all in this together. I felt like it expanded my worldview a a bit. If that makes any sense. Oh, it absolutely does. And I think you're exactly right. I just want to put a big ditto this on everything you just said in terms of it being so wonderfully escapist. And that's why it really skyrocketed, I think, in use during the time of quarantine. So it is suddenly in the news. People um, around, at least in our country, were waking up at the beginning of August to like, wait, what? TikTok what? And President Trump, what is going on here? So on August the 6th, President Trump issued executive orders that would actually ban two apps, not just TikTok, but also WeChat from operating, from being able to operate in the United States if they were not sold by the respective companies, which both of those are based in China, if they were not sold by September 15th. Now, incidentally, I didn't know this until today. I was doing a little research. TikTok is now suing the Trump administration for this. So yes, did not know that. The sort of prevailing thought being that there are security issues with a vastly popular social media app that would be collecting data. And then that app's headquarters or ownership is held in a different country and in a country that we've had some tension with. Now, listen, you guys, again, we're not a news podcast. We're not a politics podcast. So We're not going to deep dive into all of that, but that's just sort of the brief overview of what's going on. We do know now that both Microsoft and even Twitter have kind of been in talks to possibly buy TikTok. But Rebecca, here's the really fascinating thing that is just such a modern era issue. If Microsoft bought TikTok, they would not be buying it whole. They would be buying just the US, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand segments of TikTok. And many people, especially in the tech industry, are like, but how can you do that? Technology doesn't live in a geographical location, right? So that's a little confusing and complicated and messy, right? Yeah, I'm so confused. Like my face is just like, I don't even understand. (laughs) I know, I know. So there is a big question mark right now on whether or not TikTok is going to get banned. It has definitely become a meme on TikTok to talk about in a very meta way if TikTok gets banned, <laughs> for sure. But that kind of catches us up to why it is suddenly 
in the news. Now, before we move ahead and talk about the sudden unleashing into the United States, at least, I don't know if it's global of Instagram with reels. I do want to talk a little bit about the really specific thing about TikTok culture. Like I said, just a few minutes ago, TikTok is really different in that it is really focused on user generated content and it is like video based. So TikToks can either be like 15 seconds, 30 seconds, 60 seconds. They could be shorter than that for sure too. But it's little snippets of video that you're getting for the most part. I mean, some people use pictures, but it's all in video format. So like rolling pictures, I suppose you could say. And the way it works is that you use audio that either you have created or it's somebody's music or somebody has, you know, ripped some audio off of like the office or it's you talking into your camera or whatever, creating your own original audio. And so it's a very individual experience as you're watching people's TikToks. There is no real resharing part of TikTok. Is that right? Like you can't like retweet or repost what somebody else has posted. Does that right. Seem right? I would say the exception to that would be duetting somebody's TikTok. Okay. okay. And that a duet is where the original TikTok is playing on one side of the screen and then your reaction or contribution to that TikTok is playing on the other side of the screen. And I think that this is really popular in like the cosplay side of TikTok where you have yes. one person who's like lip syncing some sort of audio that is like a dramatization of something or like theatrical and maybe they're even dressed up. And then you have the other person who's saying the other person's lines because they left space for that in the original TikTok for it to be like acted out. But there also is a version of duetting where you have the original TikTok and then you have somebody who's merely just reacting. They're not even necessarily contributing anything creative to the original TikTok or doing anything with their audio. They're just watching it and providing a reaction. And sometimes those TikToks blow up more than the original did. I know. I don't know if that's just the algorithm or based off of how many followers that person has. I don't know. I really don't quite understand how that works. Right, 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 right. Okay. So we do know that it's really different from other social media platforms. It is a lot of original content that you yourself as a user are creating, or if you're not creating, you're just watching what other people have created. I'm here to tell you guys, it's not all 13 year olds dancing. (laughs) Really fast dances with complicated choreography. (laughs) Most certainly not. Oh my gosh, Rebecca, Rebecca, there is so much to TikTok. I am consistently mind blown by all of the different streams of interest and content and style of TikToks that are being created. I thought originally it was just girls dancing, cute dances. No, 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 no. Just like on any other app, just like on Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest even, or YouTube, if you are into something, you can find somebody creating TikToks around that thing, right? Right, okay. Let's see if we can one up each other and share. Okay some of our most outlandish (laughs) TikToks that we tend to see and watch. Okay, you start. Okay, car detailing. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so funny. You haven't seen that where they have the intense like Bissell green machine that they're wet back like they're like sucking up all the gunk out of the car seats. No, no. I have never seen a car detailing TikTok, not one. That is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Tell me some more of yours because I feel like mine are going to not be quite as niche as yours. Now I'm worried. (laughs) Okay. Well, one that I don't like that somehow I got into the side of pool cleaning TikTok. I think because I enjoy the car detailing TikTok, I might also enjoy the pool cleaning. I got to tell you, I don't. I keep trying to scroll past them, but TikTok keeps showing me videos of people cleaning their pools. Resin. I didn't even know what resin was. Yes. Before Uh TikTok. Like making resin like jewelry and stuff. Yes. I see a lot of that. And actually, my 14-year-old nephew asked for resin making supplies Mm -hmm. because he learned 100% about it just from TikTok. That's AJ. That's what she wants for her birthday. She wants to start making resin jewelry and keychains and all of those things. And again, yes, coming from TikTok. Amazing. That is so funny. 
Another one that I am obsessed with is there's this guy who cleans. <laughs> I guess I watch a lot of cleaning TikTok. Apparently you do. For someone who hates cleaning, you got a <laughs> lot of cleaning content served to you, Rebecca. He cleans like intense jewelry, like really big mm. chunky rings or like really big detailed brooches. And he takes them and dips them into this. He calls it like the magic Kool-Aid or something. It's this blue liquid. And it just billows out this brown <laughs> gunk and it's set to music. And I just watch it just like fascinating, like, oh my goodness, look at that. <laughs> it's very satisfying. Very satisfying those are, for sure. Mine are a little bit more mainstream, I feel like. <laughs> straight off the bat, straight off the bat, TikTok was like, you know, Meg Teats, you know what we think you might like? Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, so, they put me in that Harry Potter stream early on and I don't hate it, you guys. I get a lot of Harry Potter related. Here's one that they served me early on that I did not know I liked and that's cosplay. You mentioned this earlier. I am way too old to be a cosplayer. I have never been into that. I love to see what other people can come up with in terms of cosplay. Oh my gosh, as I'm saying this out loud, Rebecca, I mean, I know it's true that our phones are spying on us and I think it all clicked in my mind just as I was saying that because the twins, we always tease about them being cosplayers because they will go into their closet and whatever thing that they're into that they want to dress up as, they will, and we don't have a ton of dress up clothes and costumes. We have some. They will go in there and construct these costumes and turn themselves into whatever they want to. So we are constantly teasing about them being the cosplaying twins. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my phone heard me say it. And then TikTok was like, cosplay, you say? Here, have some cosplay TikToks. <laughs> oh my word. With social media, it's not the platform that's the product. It's the users. <laughs> it's the users. A hundred percent. Yes. So I get a lot of Harry Potter. Once Hamilton came out on Disney Plus, I for like three or four days solid straight, I only got Hamilton TikToks, which is fine. I do love Hamilton. But after a while, I was like, I want my funny cats and dogs. I get a lot of cat and dog puppers and doggos doing funny things on there. I get a lot of teacher ones. I'm not a teacher. I liked a few of those early on. And now they're like, oh, you must be a teacher. Have some more teacher ones. There are some brilliant, funny, helpful, inspiring teachers on TikTok. I can tell you that much. But I have to tell a funny story. <laughs> I almost embarrassed the absolute mess out of myself. My face is blushing right now. I haven't it told is. you any of this. You're very okay. red. What's happening? <laughs> Hands covering the face. <laughs> oh my gosh, on? I'm blushing so hard. I have not told anybody this story. I knew we were going to do this episode. I'm just scrolling through TikTok, as you do. And a TikTok came up with a woman talking about how she was so relieved to find her other Canna moms on TikTok and how the Canna moms on TikTok are just so chill and relaxed. Okay, Rebecca, I am but a small town hick girl from Oklahoma. And when I heard her talking about cannas, my mind went to canna lilies because I know somebody, Rebecca, who has a canna farm <laughs> in southwestern Oklahoma. She literally like that's their family's business is they grow canna lilies that go out to flower shops and stuff. So I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so awesome. This is the perfect example. I can't wait to tell Rebecca and the awesomes. The TikTok culture is so specific that if you grow canna lilies, you can find a community on TikTok. Well, thank God I clicked through the hashtag for canna moms because hashtags are a very, 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 very big part of TikTok in terms of finding other content. Like if you like a thing that you just saw, you can click a hashtag. No, no, Rebecca, it's not canna lilies. It's cannabis. It's moms who are 420 friendly, who enjoy okay. <laughs> their cannabis. That makes sense. That does make sense. <laughs> so it took me like two or three scrolling through to be like, oh, no, it's not cannabis. It's cannabis. And I'm not scandalized by cannabis. Listen, I live in Oklahoma where it is medically legal. We have literally a new dispensary opening at the end of our street. So I'm not totally scandalized by it, but I was like so preemptively embarrassed that I... <laughs> That I almost told all of you that even if you're, <laughs> if your thing was canna lilies, you could find a community on TikTok. <laughs> oh my word. That's so funny. If your thing is cannabis, you can find a community on TikTok. <laughs> 
so you said canna moms, and my yeah. first thought was cannibalism, and that's not oh. good either. <laughs> you took it to a very dark place. Holy Moses. What? I don't know. I was so confused in this whole conversation. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, my <laughs> word. <laughs> okay. That's one of the main things that people, I think, when they're new to TikTok, just are really blown away by is the algorithm figures out pretty quickly what you're into. And like you said, with the car detailing and going into the pool cleaning, that is so smart that it will say, if you like this, then you probably like this. And so you and I have talked about how it must have like a really specific way of looking at how quickly you like swipe up to, you know, like pass on a video, like I don't want this, how long you watch it, if you rewatch it, if you send it to somebody, if you heart it to like it, there's so much going on with that algorithm, don't you think? It's really intense. I somehow was able to hide from TikTok my Harry Styles obsession for a really long time. (laughs) Uh-huh. Like months. I'm shocked at how long I was able to hide that from TikTok. But then I don't know what happened. I don't know how I slipped up. I don't know what I did wrong. But literally all of a sudden, just like a couple of weeks ago, my TikTok is now flooded with Harry Styles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so surprised it did take them so long to figure it out because I know that you are talking about some Harry Styles where your phone can hear you and it finally clued in. (laughs) I think part of it is that I was so hesitant to even search for anything One Direction related on TikTok because I knew that it would drastically change what I was seeing. And I loved so much what I was seeing. that I was like, no, I don't want you to mess with this. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, I think the algorithm is part of why TikTok is so addicting is because it really does know you and it keeps serving you things that you like and enjoy. I think that there is something psychological about the swiping, whereas like Instagram stories, you can just put your phone on stories and it'll just play. It just clicks through one after another after another. And so for me, that's somehow easier to turn off and walk away from. But with TikTok, maybe because you're like physically engaged with it, there's like some kind of connection in making the choice of, I got to swipe up, I got to swipe up. There's this sense of like, okay, but just one more. Okay, but just one more for me. Do you feel like that's accurate for you? That's brilliant. And also I would say that it certainly has to play into how they figure out their algorithm of, you know, stories. I think that tends to work off of like who you engage with the most. They end up being at the front of the line, but you're right. You can totally just hit play and do your makeup or, you know, even just walk away and Mm -hmm. come back. But with TikTok, you are actively engaged every step of the way. That is really fascinating. They're like potato chips. Like you can't just eat one because it's also with the algorithm figuring out exactly what you like. It's like your absolute favorite potato chips every single time. (laughs) Every single time. Yes. Okay. So We covered a lot of ground. Oh, wait, one more thing I want to say about TikTok. I want to go back to, it's not just 13-year-olds dancing. Speaking of my teenage daughters, I did not know this, but over the summer when everything began happening with the Black Lives Matter movement, and there was a lot of upheaval here in our country dealing with racial issues, justice issues, all of those things, my oldest daughter, who is a total Enneagram One reformer type, got super into activism TikTok. And so, yes, there's lots of very silly, very fun escapist content on there. But there's also people that are definitely doing activism work on there. There are people who are teaching things. There's tutorials, there's tips and tricks. I think that's another reason why it's become so expansive beyond the initial teenage demographic is because there really is something that you can actually pull into your own life. So it's really quite a thing. No, that's very true. I would say that especially when the protests were at its peak, I, in particular, was glued to TikTok because of all of the firsthand footage accounts that you could see that people were sharing. It was extremely informative. And I felt a bit embarrassed that I was getting so much of my protest knowledge from TikTok. But yet it was like on the ground firsthand accounts. It was Mm -hmm. fascinating. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So we mentioned Instagram and Reels. We're going to come back in just a few minutes and talk all about that. And if that's something that we'll be getting into, if you guys are going to get into it. So we'll be back in just a few minutes to talk about Instagram and Reels. Awesome. In these days that are just packed with uncertainty, 
I am leaning hard into my favorite routines and of all of my daily routines, my nightly skincare routine is one of my favorites. And these days I am laying my head down on my pillow, smelling absolutely amazing and knowing that my skin is safe and being well cared for overnight because of the True Botanicals Repair Serum. This serum was named Best Natural Serum by Allure Magazine, and you know that Allure always gets these things right. I have loved everything I've tried from True Botanicals. True Botanicals products can be calming during this stressful time, and they are delivered straight to your door. They are filled with natural and organic ingredients, and their skin and body products deliver results without any toxins so you can feel good while you're working from home. True Botanicals uses both the latest scientific advances and centuries-old botanical extracts to create all natural formulas in their products like their hydrating face cleansers, face oils for aging, whether you have breakout-prone or sensitive skin, their nutrient-packed serums are perfect for your at-home self-care routine. And every True Botanicals formula is made safe certified. That means it's made without 5,000 known toxic ingredients. But unlike most non-toxic products, True Botanical Solutions actually work to repair skin issues. They have worked with researchers at leading universities, including Carnegie Mellon and Cornell, to identify the nourishing botanical extracts that are rich in antioxidants, vitamins, and essential fatty acids to develop more potent formulas that work better than those leading beauty brands. So whether you are looking for an effective anti-aging regime, seeking a sensitive skin safe solution, if you're battling pregnancy hormones, or if you're struggling with acne prone skin, True Botanicals has a natural formulation that will protect and nourish your skin. You have just got to try True Botanicals for yourself. Get 15% off of your first purchase at truebotanicals.com slash awesome. Friends, I don't know about you, but I know I am longing for simplicity and comfort these days, even and especially when it comes to feeding our family. That's one of the biggest reasons I love every plate. We can experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. You get meals that you'll enjoy and your bank account will love and it's all delivered right to your door. My family loves the meals we received from our every plate order. Even my kids were into it and you know that is a tall order. I have to say, I've always been a little skeptical thinking about meal kits that they might be too expensive but now I'm convinced you can get the same deliciousness at a much lower price and every plate totally makes that possible. Every plate dinners are the cheaper alternative to takeout or delivery. The recipes come together in about 30 minutes, which is definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store or starting a meal from scratch. Less time deciding what to cook means more time spent enjoying good food with family. So awesome. You can go and get three weeks of every plate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code AWESOME3. That's code A-W-E-S-O-M-E and the number three. So again, that's going to be three weeks of EveryPlate meals for only $2.99 per meal when you go to everyplate.com and enter code AWESOME3. All right, Rebecca, let's talk a little bit about Instagram Reels. In the wake of this possible TikTok ban, We have Instagram rolling out a feature that they've been working on reportedly for a while now, and they're calling it Reels. You and I both have had a chance to kind of check out Reels. Tell us your first impression. Well, Meg, I have to admit, as much as I love TikTok, I am a bit hesitant about Reels. (laughs) Okay, say more about that. What do you think so far? Okay, so TikTok, you can go anywhere from well, like zero to 60 seconds with a video. And it seems with reels right now, it's only 15 seconds. So I think I see some limitations there, which may change. But ultimately, my hesitation is kind of like when stories came out and everybody was jumping on it and experimenting with it. It kind of took a while for like the cream of the crop to float up to the top. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. for people to figure out what, a good story really was. And I feel like on TikTok, we already have it figured out what like a good TikTok is. But on Instagram, it's like, oh, but I don't want to see people who don't really know what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) You've gotten spoiled to the TikTok pros. 
it well, sounds like. That and I'm seeing a lot of people sharing their TikToks. Like there's actually the TikTok logo. And I'm like, well, yes. I don't need to see TikTok on Instagram. I'll just stick with TikTok. So that is so fascinating to me. Just to kind of give you guys an overview, Reels is Instagram's version that they've rolled out. I think my personal opinion is that they rolled it out really quickly before it was ready because it's really quite limited in capacity compared to TikTok. Like you said, you can only do a 15 second video. The audio choices that you have to choose from music wise are very limited compared to TikTok. And you don't have this whole library of audios that other people have uploaded that you can choose from. So I do see a lot of people who've been on TikTok, just moving their content, just literally like copy paste it, upload it to Reels because there's so much more capacity for what you can create in TikTok. Now, I do think that Instagram is smart because I know there is a whole segment of people who are not going to get on TikTok. Either they have big security concerns, which, you know, I didn't say this in our previous segment, but if you have social media, you're being watched, your data is being collected, it is being used. So if the parent company where it is headquartered is the big concern for you, I can understand that you might be hesitant about TikTok. But listen, the minute you put social media on your phone, the minute you have a smartphone, you have traded the convenience and the enjoyment that you're getting out of that for your privacy. That's just facts. But I do think that there is a big segment of people who are certain age demographics, have certain security concerns, don't want to learn a new app. For whatever reason, they're not going to go over to TikTok. So Instagram is like, but TikTok's so fun and so popular. It has 800 you know, million users or whatever. Why can't we do that? That's what they did with stories. They took Snapchat's concept and tucked it in to the Instagram experience. I think you're right. It was a slow start there, but eventually it took off to that. Now you and I both know people who are like, I never even look at my Instagram feed. I just go straight to stories. I don't even care about the feed anymore. I just want to watch people in stories, which is a very interesting thing considering the classic Instagram feed used to be just pictures of people living their lives and doing whatever. So as we were talking, you asked me some really kind of specific questions, like how are we even supposed to use Reels in Instagram? How does this work? Yeah, like I'm very confused as to where do I find the Reels for the people that I'm already following? Rather than following somebody because of their Reels, where do I even find the people that I'm already following that are dabbling in Reels? Well, that's the confusing thing. And of course, with Instagram rolling it out to users over a series of days, some people will be like, I didn't even know I had reels on here. What's a reel? (laughs) So you're probably going to see reels in two places because as a person who's uploading a reel, you can choose to have it published to your feed. So you, Rebecca, you're scrolling through if you are a feed scroller on Instagram. And you mean like your main feed, like the photo feed is what you mean. The photo feed. Yes, that's the right word. Yes. So you're scrolling through your photo feed, just looking through pictures and blah, blah, blah. You may see some reels start to come up in just your main photo feed. And I think you'll know it's a reel at this point because I think Instagram has a little thing at the bottom that says like watch more reels or something. And I think if you tap that, it takes you to the main reels feed. So there's that. It may just be right there for you in your main Instagram experience of your photo feed. Now, the other place you can go for the most part, and if you don't have this capability yet, keep watching for it. Go to your explore tab in Instagram. Normally in Instagram, it would be a combination of still photos and videos that you could tap on. But now instead of that, you most likely see really big across the top of your explore tab. You're going to see reels and they'll like autoplay, just start playing. You can tap on that first reel at the top of that that you see in your Explore tab. And it's going to take you, like I said, into the Reels feed for the Explore page. And then you can start swiping from there. So it's a little complicated. Yeah, that's where I explored Reels. But like those weren't people that I follow. Those are just ones that Instagram decided to feed to me. Yes. So Instagram has decided to feature some that they really like. So you're going to see some featured ones, maybe people you've never heard of before. Instagram is going to look at what's normally on your explore page because they think those are the accounts you're interested in and they're going to put those reels in there for you. But if you're like, hey, I would love to see so-and-so's reels, it's really hard because number one, they may not have reels yet. Number two, you have to go over to their profile and look for the reels tab that's on their profile and tap on that for the most part to be able to see any and all reels that they've posted so far. 
And this is why I think that Instagram really pushed this out when it wasn't quite ready yet, because there's so many parts of the user experience that are just so clunky and awkward that I'm just like, they did a much better job rolling out stories, I feel like, in terms of like they put it across the top. It took a little while. There's a learning curve to get used to stories, but now everybody's so really quite used to stories being there. They know how to watch them. They know how to find them. But they just really, I feel like they really pushed this out ahead of a possible TikTok ban. And there's a lot of question marks in the whole experience so far, for me anyway. Yeah, I can see that. I think too, you're not going to get that same community experience that you have on TikTok. Even if you never like or comment on a single TikTok post, there is a sense of like community and connectedness, I think, on TikTok. Probably because the TikTok app is solely dedicated to TikToks. Instagram, you've got all kinds of things going on in there now. You've got the main photo feed. You've got stories. You have IGTV that they're still trying to push and make happen. And now you have Reels. They're stretching our attention so many ways. And as a user, it's not 100% clear, just like even where you're supposed to go to find what you want to experience while you're in Instagram. Whereas in TikTok, it is one singular experience a variety of content to enjoy, but there's one thing that you're there for. That's so interesting that you say it like that because I found myself feeling like when I was exploring reels on Instagram, I was like, yeah, but I like don't want to be here. Like if I want TikTok, I'm going to be on TikTok. I don't want to be here on Instagram. I don't follow very many creators on TikTok, but I do see people come up on my feed again and again, even without me following them because TikTok has figured out that I like their content, even though I don't follow them. I want the regular faces. I want the trends that I'm used to. I feel kind of like a grumpy old person here, but I'm like, I don't want this in my Instagram. Get off my lawn, TikTok. (laughs) Get off my lawn. I think that's a valid point. You and I both enjoy TikTok. I'm super curious and I would love to hear from awesomes who are not into TikTok at all. And I can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts. If you're into reels, if you're like, oh, this is fun or wow, this is weird or this is kind of cringy or I don't understand what's happening. I can't wait to hear people's feedback from those who have completely, you know, very little to no experience with TikTok. If this could be a fun expansion of the user experience for Instagram users. I mean, obviously, video is a thing that all of the major platforms are really, really, really making happen. And it's like one of those things, is it like users really want video or the platforms are pushing video on us so hard that it's like, okay, I guess we're into video now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I think it with YouTube and video, like it used to all be really short form video, like when we were first starting, even in our like blogging worlds of potentially experimenting with YouTube, it was all like, hey, your video, it needs to be like two minutes or less. People yes. are not sticking around. They have short attention spans. You need to get in and get out. And then YouTube actually completely shifted things, turned it all upside down and said, no, we are featuring long form video. And I think it all goes to keeping people on the app for as long as possible. Now, if you want to insert like a mid-roll ad into your YouTube video, it has to be a minimum of 10 minutes. And so that's why you have people who are creating 10 minute plus videos. It's all for the advertising, which is all for the eyeballs. And you get the eyeballs when you have people on the app and not leaving. Yeah. Oh my goodness, so much social media stuff here that, well, we could probably talk about for forever. But (laughs) like I said, I'm so interested to hear what the awesomes have to say about all of these changes, about the stuff that's in the news. So Rebecca, if people do want to track you down and talk about any of the things we've talked about today, or if they even want to follow you on the TikTok, maybe tell people where we can find you all around the web. Well, like I said earlier, I'm all about that virtual real estate. And so I literally am simply Rebecca everywhere, (laughs) even on the TikTok. Even I said I wasn't going to publish any. I have a couple there now. (laughs) It's fun. To me, once you get over the initial learning curve and like, oh, my gosh, I'm really doing this. Then it's kind of like, okay, now what can I do next? It's really fun. Okay, well, awesome community. You know, if you have thoughts or comments or anything that you want to talk about, you can find me on social media and all of the places at Sorta Awesome Meg. 
If you want to participate in all of our awesome communities, you can join us on Facebook or Instagram, on TikTok or YouTube. You can even get your daily dose of awesome from Awesome Today. Don't miss out on any of that. Again, I'm Meg Teets and this is Sorta Awesome. The Sorta Awesome Show is a production of Sorta Awesome Media, the company that is all about bringing you all the awesome that you need to know and that won't get you banned. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.